there, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. Today we're going to answer some questions that have been submitted through our uh, webpage at biblicalquestion.com. And there you can go to the contact page and submit your question and prayer request as well. Through the area also you can find out more information about us, our statement of faith, our social media account links uh, to Twitter, as well as to LinkedIn. And we certainly hope that you would do that. There's also a PayPal account tab there if you would like to support us. We would be greatly honored and blessed if you would do that. So today we're going to answer questions uh, from listeners just like you. And the first question is uh, from uh, Fred. Who was the man who left his city and, and was it destroyed because he impregnated his daughter uh, to replenish the uh, city was that man uh, Lot. Well, the entire story of the angels bringing down fire and brimstone uh, to utterly destroy the wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah in the plain of the Jordan Valley is recorded for us in Genesis chapter 19. And these uh, principal cities and, and other small ones, they were destroyed because they were so utterly evil. Uh, their main sin was homosexuality. And I realize that uh, there's a lot of people who want to argue that point. I don't want to believe it. Um, I know there's some Bible versions out there who have changed uh, their wording, uh, this part of the text. But if you go back to some of the older uh, transcripts and Bibles, you will find that to be true. The plea of, of Abraham to the angels as well uh, to spare the cities is very touching and that's found in, in Genesis chapter 18. Uh, Abraham, he really had an interest here uh, because his nephew Lot and his family uh, lived in Sodom. Lot, his wife, had, had two daughters and they were the only righteous people to be found in those cities. The angels would plead with Lot and finally uh, they would lead him out of the city with instructions uh, to, to flee to the mountains. And as they were leaving, uh, Lot's wife would look back and it was turned into a pillar of salt. And so Lot and his two daughters, they, they flee the city. Uh, they go to this place of Azor in the mountains. There they would find safety and a cave. As time went by, Lot's daughters reasoned with themselves that, that since their mother was dead, and they had no husband to give them children. And Lot would uh, be without any family's descendants. They kind of take matters into their own hands. And they would give their father enough wine to, uh, to make him drunk. And while he's under the influence of the wine, they both would have uh, relationships with him in order to bear ch uh, children and carry on the family line. Uh, the two sons are the beginning of uh, two nations of people. Moab and, and Ammon. So I thank you for your question. I certainly hope that this helps you a little bit. Uh, again, I would encourage you to go read uh, Genesis chapter 19, and there you can read the whole story uh, of Sodom and Gomorrah. Second question comes from Nancy, and she asks, How can I remember what I read in the Bible? Well, that's a good question. Uh, sometimes even I struggle uh, remembering uh, what I read. But I, 
I think reading your Bible and, and studying your Bible, it, it, it's a lifelong uh, pursuit. It really is. There, there are at least four uh, goals to keep in mind as you read your Bible. One is to become familiar with the Bible. And two is become more understanding. And thirdly, uh, make an application. And then fourthly, retaining. So becoming familiar with the context of the Bible uh, can only be gained through constant reading of the Bible. There is no substitute really for reading it over and over and over again. And I would recommend that you try to read the Old Testament once a year. Read three chapters or so a day. Uh, read the New Testament four times a year. And that can easily be accomplished by reading three or four chapters a day. Something else that might help you as well, Nancy, is uh, you can get the Bible out there on uh, a DVD or a CD or an MP3 file and listen to it. Always have it playing in the background. That's what we do here in our home. Uh, we have it playing in our car constantly as well. We're always hearing uh, the Word of God. We're always reading it. And it doesn't hurt to read it out loud either. Uh, the second thing I made a note about is understanding the Bible and its context. You know, this is a goal. This is a vital goal. Uh, you need to be patient with yourself. I certainly hope uh, that uh, this is something that you would like to do on your own. If not, uh, maybe find a, a Bible study group um, that is studying the Bible. Thirdly, uh, try to make an application in your personal life of uh, the teachings of the Bible, which apply to you is uh, the natural uh, vital goal, again, I think, of, of reading and studying the Bible. How does this really apply to me today? And that's some of the biggest uh, challenges I try to do in the podcast and sermons over the last 20 or so years is how to answer that very question, how to make an application to us today, the, the so what question, how do you answer that? And so that's, that is a challenge, uh, but I believe that, that you can do that. And of course, retaining um, in, your, uh, in your heart is it's good. It, this is uh, the key words of, of verses, I think, help you retain. And, trying to memorize scripture. There might be really a day and time, I, I fear, I am not prophesying or nothing like that, but I really do fear there will be a day and time where you may not have your hands easily to buy a Bible or you might have to, uh, the government might, might come take them away. I certainly hope not. I think that would be extreme, but there are parts of the world where Bibles are illegal. And so these folks uh, who do listen to the podcast, in these countries, I get comments from them, very positive, and they are really trying to cherish everything they can get from the Word of God and make an application in their lives. So I believe that's very important. So, yes, ma'am, I'm so glad that you contacted us. We will pray for you. It is a challenge to, to want to take time out of your day. You know, the old habits die hard. You've got to find the time to do it and the willingness to do it. And I would encourage you to pray about it. Uh, take a Bible along with you at work. Uh, listen to it uh, on your lunch break or 
as you're doing in house chores, whatever it is that you do in your life, try to have the Bible uh, in your life, God's Word. Thank you, and, and if you have any more questions, uh, feel free to email us again. Okay, our next email actually had several questions on it from the same person, which is fine. Um, they did not want their name revealed, so we will respect that. The first question is here, uh, what age will we be in heaven? What will heaven be like? What will we do there in heaven? Will babies still be babies? Will there be male and female? Will we know our mates? Well, uh, these questions I, uh, I think reflect a, a sincere faith in eternal life. Death is a reality and, and heaven is our hope. You can read that in John chapter 14, 1 John chapter 5, and 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Well, let me start off. The Heaven is a spiritual abode, a spiritual place. It is the, it's the home and the headquarters, for lack of better terms here, for, for God and for God's family. Heaven is always spoken of as where God dwells, and where his throne is located. Heaven is also the base of operation for a great host of angels. They seem to be without number. And Jesus would uh, spoke of there being 12 legions of angels in Matthew chapter 26, verse 53. Heaven is, uh, again, a spiritual abode. Uh, flesh and blood and imperishable things will not be there, according to the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If we accept what Revelation 21 and 22 say as describing heaven, then the, the phrases about no tears, no pain, no crying, and, and so on, are, are there to help us. It's to give us a picture or an idea of the joy and the peace uh, a complete satisfaction that we will enjoy being there. But again, we will be in a spirit form. The expression, um, it, its gates shall never be closed, simply means that no one will be kept out who belong there. The leaves for the healing of the nation, it is not literal, but it's figurative. It means an end to suffering uh, endured here on earth and does not apply uh, that wars will be uh, fought in heaven. Uh, babies in heaven? Uh, you asked the question about will babies be in heaven? Uh, this is an interesting question. I can easily understand why a, a mother or a father would be interested to know uh, the answer to this, to, to see if they've had a, a baby or a young child who died. Um, I've often thought of this myself, in that... Um, I lost a, a brother who was only 18 hours old. But I, I'm not aware of any scripture that says uh, that babies will grow into adulthood in heaven. Um, I just don't, I can't find that anywhere in the Bible. Uh, as, I, as I said before, the Bible seems to, to teach that uh, we will know each other in heaven. If babies or, or little children do not remain as such, then I don't know if we will know them or not. I, they're just, that's a good question. I'm sorry I really don't have uh, the complete answer for you. Our physical bodies grow and change, but there's really no indication in the Bible that our spiritual bodies uh, do the same. 
when King David, his uh, newborn son, died, he says in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 23, I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. King David, he, he believed he would one day uh, join his child. And I share the hope of King David, and I believe all parents who have lost uh, young children should have the same hope. The next question is, uh, will we know each other in heaven? And when we get to heaven, what age will we be, and uh, what will we look like? Well, again, we need to try to keep in mind, again, that heaven is a spiritual uh, living place, a spiritual abode. And heaven replaces uh, the earth as a dwelling place for righteous human beings. A, a new realm called the new heaven and the new earth. Uh, human physical bodies and, and perishable things will not be there, according to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 50 says, Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Jesus said here in, in Mark chapter 12, verse 25, For when they rise from the dead, neither will they marry nor be given in marriage, but are like the angels in heaven. So uh, we can conclude that uh, human relationships like marriage will not uh, re be resumed. And there is no reproductive capabilities. We will have a spiritual body, but we will be able to identify someone related on and how we looked on earth. We will uh, therefore recognize those whom, whom we've known. And this means that we'll be able to recognize uh, male and female should that uh, be able to remember our spouses, our children, our relatives and friends and so on. We have a few examples of uh, uh, spirits of the dead in Samuel. Um, it was recognized by Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 28. Uh, Moses and Elisha uh, with Jesus on the mountain at Transfiguration. In Matthew chapter 17, uh, the rich man, you can read there about uh, Lazarus. And Abraham is recognized by Peter and James and John in Luke chapter 16. And we will know Jesus. First uh, John chapter 3 verse uh, 2 says, Beloved, we are now are the children of God, and it, will, and it will be as not appeared yet what we shall be. We know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we will see him just as he is. So as to our age in heaven, I can only guess. Um, just a personal uh, identity. Will I be recognized as an old man or grandma or grandpa? Uh, will we be recognized by those uh, as a teenager? Uh, again, physical bodies will not be in heaven, only spiritual bodies. Uh, Paul writes here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, Therefore we do not lose heart, but through our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. And since heaven is a place of peace, joy, and comfort, and so on, uh, we, we should be able to uh, assume that knowing people, uh, who they are from the past, uh, will not create any problems or concerns. Relationships with uh, hurtful uh, 
things such as child abuse, divorce, uh, broken friendships, and so on. I don't believe that the absence of a friend or beloved one uh, will cause any sadness. I also am confident that no deformities uh, that we had in our physical uh, bodies, uh, being blind or other uh, illnesses, they will not be there. I know that uh, some of these matters are, are just speculation on my part, but, but it's interesting to think about. And I'd like to add that uh, the beauty of heaven is beyond our expectations. Uh, will, what age will I be? Will I grow older? What exactly will we do? We really don't have the answer to these uh, questions. Uh, do people in heaven know what we're doing here on earth? Probably not. I, there's no indication, but maybe they do. Um, can they see us or hear us? Uh, there are many things that God simply has just simply chosen not to reveal to us in His Scripture. I'm sure there's lots of activity in heaven. Uh, Jesus is pictured uh, with His Father in heaven as working in John chapter 5, verse 17. In addition, uh, there will be praising to God, and I believe there will will be tasks for us to do. Uh, there'll be a lot of productive work and joy and fulfilled uh, with each other. I know some people try to compare uh, the Garden of Eden as an example of a paradise or a heaven. And even Adam and Eve had, had a job in the garden. So how are these possible? Well, with all things are possible with God. We must be careful not to deny or forget the power of God. Uh, the other questions you asked, uh, will we know our mates in heaven? Uh, this is a question I think I've had several times over the years prior to starting this podcast. Uh, we know that heaven will be a wonderful place. There's going to be a lot of joy and happiness there. And I'm convinced that there will be a personal identification and being able to recognize in heaven uh, other people. I believe that we'll be able to share good memories of our life on earth and ask questions about things that happened through the ages. Um, you can, you know, Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31 is kind of where I get that idea from. Uh, now that, what if, uh, if a loved one is absent? That question always comes up. What about uh, those who've had multiple marriages? Uh, what about those mates? Um, we will not have any status again of marriage in heaven. In Mark chapter 12, verses 24 and 25, Jesus makes that fairly clear. This doesn't necessarily mean that we, we won't be able to recognize male and female. That somehow, God will remove all care, concerns for us, that we'll just simply be happy regardless who is there or not. Uh, kind of refreshing over some of these questions. I know, uh, well, babies... Uh, will I go to heaven? Will they still be babies? What age will they be? Will, will we grow older? Again, what exactly what we do, we don't really have all the answers to the questions like this. There are many things, again, that God just simply has not chosen to reveal to us. We must remember again, I said it several times, I know trying to answer this question, uh, heaven is a spiritual abode. Flesh and blood and perishable things will not be there. Uh, again, there's going to be all kinds of, of activity in heaven. And what all that activity might be, um, I can only speculate. I'm sure worship will be going on and singing of songs and 
whatever else God decides for us to do. Uh, I look forward to that. There will be no more temptation. Uh, there will be no more sin. That is something that is different uh, than from the Garden of Eden. Uh, apparently there has been uh, something going on prior to the Garden of Eden and, and Satan is there, or the, the evil one, the deceiver. Um, he's already there been a battle in heaven apparently before this. And so no more war, no more, no more things that could really hurt us, uh, disappoint us, and so on. No more sin. Um, sound like a great place and I want to be there. I certainly hope that you would also want to be there. I thank you for asking all these questions. I hope I didn't ramble on too much. Okay, and our last and final question for today comes from Dorothy. It says, what does the Bible say about relieving uh, physical pain? Well, I, I'm sorry, Dorothy. I am not aware of any scriptures that actually gives a, a direct answer to your question about giving remedies uh, to relieve physical pain and arthritis, whatever, uh, broken bones. The Bible doesn't speak about anything about prescribed medicine for pain or being under doctor's care for pain management. It's just simply not there. I'm sorry that you have uh, suffered uh, in pain, according to your email, for a long time. Uh, I would, many people have struggled with pain for years and years. And some have found relief uh, for their pain by praying and reading the scripture, which really endures your faith and hope, and God can help you. He is the great physician. Uh, some people like to go walking or exercise or reading a book, giving their full attention to something that's worthwhile, an activity, trying to get their mind off of their pain and onto something that's more positive. Uh, in Luke chapter 18, verse 1, and now that he was telling them a parable to show them that many times a day how they ought to pray and, and not lose heart. Um, James also, if any among you are suffering, uh, James uh, chapter 5, verse 13 says this, let him pray, and if anyone is cheerful, let him sing praises. Uh, I hope that you will ask your local congregation uh, for advice. Uh, certainly, if you're seeing a doctor, please follow that doctor's advice. I am not uh, your substitute for your doctor in any way, shape, or form. I uh, just encourage you to pray and, and follow what the doctor uh, is telling you. Some other scriptures you might read would be uh, Psalm 23 and then uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 8. And we've read James already. So, May God really bless you, uh, Dorothy. I, I'm sorry to hear uh, your, your suffering. And we will actually pray for you uh, as well. I want to thank everybody again for tuning in to uh, biblicalquestion.com here on our podcast. I would like to encourage you to go to our webpage and, and find out more about us. You can also submit your questions. Um, some questions are not immediately answered over the podcast. We like to get several together that we can make one podcast. Occasionally I do just make a single podcast over a question, depending on the topic and the time that we have here to research it and, and work it out. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, I thank you for being so and liking us and sharing us with others as we continue to grow. I certainly hope everybody who... 
listens would share us and tell others how you found us. We don't have the money or the resources to advertise. We have the web page and uh, the LinkedIn and Twitter accounts to try to help people who might be searching and social media to find us. And it's another way we use social media to post articles occasionally that might have some interest to you as a Christian. And those who are wanting to become Christians, I would encourage you to search out the Bible, study the Word, uh, find a, a strong congregation who actually teaches the complete Word of God, and not just selective verses, that they have a genuine interest in you and, and want you to, uh, to become a Christian and to grow as a Christian and help you with your walk with the Lord. If I can, I would certainly try to help you find a congregation in your area. I make no promises. I would simply just do my best uh, to do that. There are parts of the world I we know missionaries in various countries. I, uh, if you fall in one of those countries, I certainly can point you toward that person. Again, thank you for listening to us uh, and for tuning in. May God bless you, and may He have the glory.